You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm Poobalicious. <laughs> I throw these things in there. Then. That was better <laughs> than the first one. <laughs> well, uh, I was sitting there thinking, I gotta say something that if Cliff gets a burr up his butt, he can make it into a song. As, do Fergalicious. <laughs> We, Don't we give me been, any ideas there. <laughs> I got, I got to say, my favorite thing to listen back to is the supercuts at the very end. Oh yeah, fuck you, come on. It's like <laughs> I, I the episode that I edited, I was like, I'm not even gonna try. Like, I just um, wish we weren't so perfect and we made more mistakes, and you would have more to do. That's with, true. You have you, more content more to use, <laughs> but we're all so good at this. Mm. I mean, it's not like we're wearing headphones, or we're not that <laughs> professional. <laughs> We're not, I mean, if we were true podcast Santa professionals, Santa we would all have headphones. Eggs. Yeah, if we had those headphones, I wouldn't have anything to work with. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff that we saw, and we're going to end with talking about breaking down the second episode of Westworld. So anybody that wants to listen to that, that'll be towards the end, because some people probably haven't seen it. I do have one question before we start. Yes. Um why we gave the squeakiest chair to the most fidgety of us. I know. I made it stop. <laughs> so if you at home can hear a lot of squeaking, it's because Michael can't sit still. If Michael's chairs are rocking. <laughs> Finish it. Keep going. Use your imagination. Yeah, so. Oh, maybe this will go better the second time. So it's been a pretty busy week. Um, I'd like to thank Ronald and the mayor, Jared, for uh, filling in for me while I was on vacation. Yeah, always glad to have Jared on the show. Yeah. I've had a harrowing tale of survival this week, yes. uh, escaping Walt Disney World with bar- barely with his life. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I didn't even have to ride a teacup into the <laughs> That was the best. Into the I sea. I need standing in it, saluting <laughs> <laughs> down in the water. You need to draw that up. Just your family, yes. like, waving them. I expect that before Christmas. Okay. So even with the hurricane, good vacation? It was pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The hurricane put a damper on it. But um, not not a huge deal. I mean, it, it was a huge deal. It was scary. Right. Um, I've never been in a hurricane before. <laughs> so none of us had. And we really didn't know what to do. So we ended up, what what happened was we were supposed to check out Friday morning which was when the hurricane was going to be hitting Orlando or that area. Um, so about Wednesday, I managed to grab a room an extra night, and we just uh, kind of rode, rode it out. Um, they closed the parks on Friday, uh, last Friday. and then. Um, but it was cool. Disney did everything they could to accommodate everybody. Um, they provided, they made food available. They, um, they actually... Thursday night, they had some activities, they had some character meet and greets at the different resorts um, that came to you instead of, so, you know, your kids didn't, weren't locked in a room, um, and then... Fr- so they forced their employees 
They performed through her. They had a for your amusement. Yes, yes, they had a minimal staff on hand, um, just just for us, I guess. But yeah, they had some uh, some special things going on, and then we uh, Friday morning, I got up and kind of walked around and assessed the damage a little bit, and uh, they had opened up the because ar- they have an arcade at every resort, and they had opened up the arcade and just put everything on free play. So me and my son were kind of walking around down by the pool when we went in and checked that out and played some games and we spent a good part of the afternoon down there. Sounds good. Perked up for that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. They had all kinds of different games and stuff going on there before we came home. So, um, however, the one thing I, I'd never been through a hurricane before and I did not really think ahead very well. Um, coming home, we, we ended up with an extra, we had a, park day ticket left over Saturday when we were going to come home. But we decided, well, parks are open, weather was beautiful, let's go to Magic Kingdom. So we went to Magic Kingdom uh, for a little bit, and we had lunch and, and this and that. And then we were getting ready to come home that afternoon, and we discovered there wasn't a hot- hotel to be found uh, between Orlando, Florida, and Virginia, uh, where everybody had fled and went inland because we were going to come an alternate mm. route, route and not up the coast. And so we kind of ended up just driving straight home through 16 hours. You said there was one hotel in Georgia that no one was staying at. There was. I, I, I managed, I stopped in a little town called Jasper, Florida, trying, uh, going online looking for a, uh, for a hotel. And. Is that one of those roadside motels? Yes. yes. <laughs> they had an Arby's. <laughs> um. The scary house on the hill. Well, it ended up, I found this hotel and it had a great, it was a holiday inn. It was a great rate. It was like $140. I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Where is this? So I, I tried to map it out and it, my phone just kept telling me no route available. And I was like, what is going on? You know, is this an, is this in an alternate dimension? Is this, you know, <laughs> something that Michael can only get to uh, or Ronald P. Tramp is the, uh, the hotel <laughs> manager down there. So I, I zoomed out on my map to try and figure out where it was and dif- discover it was in the, country of georgia <laughs> not not the state of georgia oh <laughs> <laughs> wow so we couldn't get there so we ended up just coming home so but i will say one thing um if anybody hasn't been to hollywood studios lately um it was a little bit sad we we got there in the morning we went and did toy story mania and used to be you would just walk beyond toy story mania into the back lot which of course i know you know is going to be the star wars land toy story land um, which they just had a big construction wall up, Disney wall. And, uh, but I wanted to check it out. So I kind of walked back that way and had a cast members, you know, basically told me, oh, you got to turn around and go the other way. I was like, no, I just want to look. And, um, back where the back lot used to be and the big stunt show and all that is just a heaping pile of emptiness and garbage. <laughs> Wow. So it's, it's just gone. And garbage, yes. Man. So the little part of my childhood just was laying there in this big heap of trash. So that was pretty sad. Um, but I mean, I'm really excited about Star Wars stuff coming. Right. But not at the expense to, of your child. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Star Wars bulls over everything in its path. <laughs> yeah. Stopping it. And, and this park now has a very Star Wars feel already. They've got the stormtroopers that just roam around. Um, in packs and like, we're not talking like character meet and greets. They don't like stop and you take a picture of them. I mean, they're, they're giving out orders and they've got their guns out and, you know, telling you to move along and head this way and get out of the way and this and that. Makes um, me feel like when they're doing assignments for the day, it's like, who feels like a jerk today? <laughs> yeah. 
it, it was pretty neat. I really did enjoy that. Um, we've been to Star Wars weekends in the past, so it did have kind of that permanent feel of Star Wars now. So you can really feel the transition happening. I just remember going with years ago when we went yeah. and Nick and Colton getting to fight Darth Vader. Yep. That was awesome. Yep. And now, like, now they have, um, inside the launch, Star Wars launch bay, they have Jawas. Actually, real life Jawas. And they trade. Just junk and stuff. <laughs> So you can like take a little bag of paper clips and shiny stuff, and they'll trade with you. And that, that's a lot of fun take for that kids. Computer, Michael, see what you get for. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any headphones in that bag? <laughs> I'm, I'm not even discussing this. Moving on. Well, before we went to air, we had a long conversation about what we need to be more professional in this podcast. And Michael's solution is headphones. He'll fix anything. He doesn't know how, but that's what Any it is. audio problems we yeah. have. Any, we headphones. occasionally have tech problems if you're a long-time listener. You like may, this is the sixth time we've yeah. recorded this podcast. You may hear an echo or some odd noises. But when we get headphones, look out. Yeah. We'll let you know. You can start really listening now. I'm just going to wear them in my daily life. <laughs> I have problems in my daily life. Could use a little headphones. I use headphones whenever I can. So, yeah. Anyways, um, glad to be back. Glad You're everybody's part of history for. now. Cause yeah. Was yeah. One of four yeah. You, can see, um, you guys can see, not the listener, but I've got my October 1st Walt Disney World 45th anniversary badge on my I coat. I saw it when so, you walked in. I thought, yep. man, he's got a Disney button. That's on. right. So, <laughs> on his bling. <laughs> on his Disney sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got 30 seconds of breaking game news. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52. You shot my battleship. <laughs> I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. I you doing? My turn. Shall we play a game? <laughs> I am an official playtester for the Lock and Key game. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't even have to badger them. But they sent me an email this week after I mentioned that last week. And some everything, it's all set up on my table in my dining room. And uh, we're getting ready to figure it out. I can tell you nothing else about it or they'll string me up. Are you have like a non-disclosure yeah, agreement? Yeah, they were like, you can, basically they said, you can tell people you're doing it, but don't you, tell them anything else. Or I was going to ask you, like, are you one of the characters in the game? But I, I can't I say anything. Even, yeah, I would love to tell you all about it. Can't review it yet. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just excited to get to do it. We are moving up in the world. Right. So, so in the in the like the special thanks or whatever, is it going to list the Grand Poobah as a it did, whatever name I give them? It said I haven't yeah. decided. Exactly. <laughs> I really, I, mean, I kind of like that my name, but then uh, wouldn't you just love to see it say Grand Poobah? And I bet they would hate for it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna mix it up just so we don't do the same thing every time. Let's go to some movies. Desire. A long time ago, in a land 
in a time coming this fall. They were young. Hold tight. They're back. He's back. They're all back. And this time, even funnier. And all the other movie trailer cliches. Um, I don't even know if this goes in this category. What was the Doctor Who? What category would you put that in? Ah, oh, the... Uh, was that going to be TV, movie? What was that? I guess movies. It's coming to theaters. Yeah, so. you said it was yeah. a fathom event. Yeah. Do you know what those are? We went to one. That's right. Uh, we went to see The Killing Joke. The Athena Grand here, if you're local, over in Athens is going to have this one also. So Yeah, usually you uh, a fathom event is a one-time thing, especially pay a little extra money, get... Maybe a movie and some extra special features along with it. And it's kind of, you know, they've been popping up around the country to just have special right. showings of things. And apparently there's some sort of Doctor Who thing going on. I yeah, know. it's the one we mentioned earlier that Jordan was talking about a few shows back. Uh, the uh, dialect? Yeah. The, I know. I'm so mad that Ronald's not here tonight. <laughs> just so I could hear Ronald say dialect. But the, uh, you'll be able to hear him on his own podcast <laughs> that he's exclusively doing with Michael, just the two of them sharing conspiracy theories. Yeah, the uh, the battle was it battle of the dialects or power of the dialects? Power of the uh, now yeah, me saying yeah, dialect. He really does power of the Daleks. Um, yeah, it's going to be in Athens. So uh, what was the date on that? November fourteenth. Tickets go on sale October fourteenth. Well, I've only watched one episode ever. Really? So I knew. So I'd, weird. Yeah, I like time travel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have watched zero episodes ever. Wow! I just didn't do ever? it for me. But like never. you've never, never ever watched. But I, I not certainly one full minute of that show. Wow! Ever in my life. Yeah, I can't. I can't say that mm-hmm. I'm like. Oh, I wouldn't like it. I don't even know. I just. Yeah. There's only so much I can watch, and <laughs> I feel I I I know that if I ever do decide to do it, I know. That you got go online. There's a list of watch these episodes to get caught up. There's you know skip all the crappy ones, and so I kind of know there's a plan if yeah. I ever do try to attempt it. But I just I don't know. But can you be a true fan though if you don't watch the crappy ones like that? Yeah, well, I'm not a true fan. Well, <laughs> so don't be pretending you. Are. I'm not. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anybody wants to go see that? I'm sure that's going to be all across the country. So this is the one of the episodes that was lost to history. They have. Audio that they salvaged and wow. they, they animated. Yeah. So we're going to get we're going to get the original audio with new animation, and then you'll get an episode no one's ever seen. That's kind of neat, yeah. Yeah. or not? Hasn't yeah. seen in forty five years, right? Whatever, so, yeah. yeah. Since the tape were the tapes were erased, I saw they put out. Moving on, I saw they put out a picture of Amber Heard as Mara, mm-hmm. the uh, Aqua Woman. I thought she actually looked pretty good. I did too. Yeah. Amber Heard, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. No complaints there. Yeah. <laughs> she certainly looks better than our Aquaman, that's for sure. Guys, yeah. this locker room talk really bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just have to be used to it because this is how, what people do. Oh, okay. Well, to me, like, the the first shot of her, she looked like a badass, and Mira should always be portrayed as a badass. And so, so cool. far, so good. Well, she's married that tattooed biker looking Aquaman looking <laughs> dude so she, she couldn't be like a housewife right. I, I feel like it's 90's Aquaman all over again cause you know he had the long hair the the uh, harpooned hand mm, I mean the hook hand yeah <laughs> they uh and they rapped on JLA mm-hmm. I saw that so I saw, also saw they put Captain Marvel 
in 2019, the one with Brie Larson, is going to be an origin story. Wow, wow, that far away. Yeah, it's way off. Ooh. Way off. Wow. It's only a couple of years. Was that pre or post Infinity War? Post, wouldn't post. it be? Well, mm, yeah. It would be actually the same. It would be in between. Because next year's Guardian of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. then Infinity War 1, and then whatever the second one's going to be called. Hmm. Uh, so she'd be in between because it's March. So we'll be able year. to squeeze her into the big ensemble yes. cast at least. Yeah. The, yeah, at least the second part. And so, I do like looking her. forward to that. I yeah. like the casting. Yeah, uh, you know, oh, yeah, like her, if she sticks around that long. Yeah, Marvel going with more great actors. Yeah, you know, maybe not a household name yet, but yeah, very good actor. Right. A couple not superhero things. I saw uh, Daniel Craig has decided to go ahead and keep playing James Bond after he was offered one hundred and fifty million dollars. To play, to do it two more. His quote changed from, I'd rather slit my wrists than after the $150 million offer to, I'd miss it terribly. (laughs) 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 And then, how did I miss, or did we ever mention this, that Marky Mark is going to be Steve Austin, play $6 million man? I think I did see it, but forgot about it. Well, is this a TV or a movie? It's a movie. A movie. movie. But... Sorry, guys, you can't see this, but I'm over here rolling my eyes so, so hard in the back of my head. Why? Because I can't stand Marky Mark as a good character. I like. I think he's done a fine job in some acting, but every time he plays a good guy, he puts on this whiny voice. What do you mean? Like, it goes all the way back to his Dirk Diggler days, and it just yeah. drives me freaking nuts. Well, the thing that drives me nuts is much more important. How is he skipping to six? We had Lone Survivor, two guns, three kings, four brothers, and now we get the six million dollar man. I'm like, what? It's happening. Where's the five? We need to pick a franchise. Is he going to be in Transformers? He's going to be in Transformers Five, though. Uh, yeah, yes. but I, it has to have a. Oh. We got to complete the set here. Wasn't he in the Fifth Element? I wish. No. Let's go back and um, <laughs> He wasn't cool enough back then. Which I love that movie. Like I don't know you brought it up so we we're gonna talk about it, but that movie just does not get enough love. I love that movie. Yeah, it's only on every day of the week, of the year on cable right. somewhere, but oh. Okay. See some streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Streaming. You I watched a really cool video today. Okay. Okay. There is. I. I and <laughs> Time's up. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you see, Cliff? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I shared this or not on Facebook, but I. Sh- but someone shared it, and it was where like a bunch of different animators had animated. Uh, old episode of Spider-Man from like the 60s and it had the audio of it of him fighting the vulture but like every like five seconds it was a different animation style of playing the whole episode out it was really really interesting and intriguing uh, the one thing you don't share sounds like something yeah. I would like yeah. to watch. Yeah, that that's sounds good. Well, I just I don't even know how I saw it. Like I could, I don't know who shared it or what, but it just like caught my eye. I was like, wow. I was like, that's really interesting. Didn't have owls in it. 
In chair. I wonder who done it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find out. Sounds like foul play. <laughs> um, so you did say you saw some Luke Cage. Take my advice, brother. You should be out there helping people like them other fellas downtown. Reaper used to say the same thing. Yeah, well, she was right. I did. What are you up to? This is weekly. We're going to update mm-hmm. you how many episodes we've watched. We're not going to tell you anything about it. I'm still four. I'm at two, and I do like coffee. Okay. I'm on eight, and I must say there are a lot of fine gentlemen in this movie. <laughs> yes. Fine gentlemen. I did hear some. there's been some talk about the Defenders. Everybody's... You know, and the thing is, I kind of expect this to be true, but people are kind of getting upset behind the scenes, thinking that the the way they're going to bring the defenders together is by killing off whatever whatever her name is the Claire Temple Night Nurse. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. How mm-hmm. else are they yeah, going to sure. get them all together? And they don't want you know people fans are like, don't kill her off. You yeah. Know? Not that they have said they're going to. Right. But it kind of looks like that could be a reason. To bring yeah, them all together. I, I will say um, I wasn't sure after the first couple episodes if I wanted to continue on with this one, uh, but I'm glad I did. Like, it's completely different than all the other shows so far in, in a good way. Yeah, I, I like it better than I liked Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like Jessica Jones quite a bit. I, yeah, I, I like those about the same. But yeah, it's it's good. I just so much other stuff. Well, I, I'm a little bit further, and I will say it's definitely got some twists on there that I did not see coming. Like, the, I really like the villains in it. Um, they're very real, you know. Yeah. It, it's street level. Feeling. Yes. Yeah, we're not getting this superpower versus superpower um, thing that's been played out over and over and over again. And even you know, with with Luke, it, it's such a a different take in a lot of ways because I don't have a history with Luke Cage. At all. I, I mean, I, I really couldn't tell you a whole lot about him. You know, Power Man or whatever. Um, bright yellow shirt, that type of thing. But... Uh, I think you got it. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I did. I really liked it. It's it's a powerful series um, to go along with a powerful, you know, character. So, and uh, bringing her, the night nurse or whatever, into it, I didn't really... I wasn't even expecting to see her in this um, because it's been such a... You know, rash, different set of characters from the other shows. So we'll get to break it down someday. We're not in any hurry. Been been broken down already by other people. <laughs> there is one thing that I don't feel like this is a spoiler that I really enjoyed watching this sex. The second episode was Turk showing up mm-hmm. and talking about going back to Hell's Kitchen. Y'all freaking nuts! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I did want to tell Jared, if you're listening, I watched Boy, took your recommendation, turned on the subtitles. It was good. I liked it. And especially the end music video they made, I thought it was pretty good. So thanks for the rec. Any other streaming news from anybody? Did you watch anything? I finally got through Quantico. Yeah, we heard. That was hard. That was like... I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like we we mentioned it last... I think it was last episode, but like 21 or 22 episodes, that is a lot of streaming to try to get through. Like it just was... 
and this was one of those shows where it's each episode they're try like you're you're trying to figure out who is the villain behind it all, and each episode they do present day, and then they go back when they're at Quantico training to be an FBI agent, and each episode you think they give you clues to think it's someone else, and so it keeps you guessing to the very end, and. That's where this was one of those shows that it was good because it made you think and like you got into the show because you're trying to figure out along with it who is the big baddie at the end. That's when I wondered how they. I just saw ads for a second season. I'm like, if they saw, did they solve a mystery in the first season? They solved that mystery, but, at but the very, there's there's enough to do a whole second season. I'm sure I'm sure there is because they had all these like this was the show of the subplots. Like there was so I've never seen like. For an ensemble cast, this many subplots going on each episode that you got to delve into all the people's histories. But that was also its greatest asset and also its greatest weakness because you got to the point where you're just like, just tell me who it is. This is taking too long. But it, but all in all, it was, it was a really good ep- good show, and I, en- I enjoyed it. I will check out Quantico. Netflix. Yeah, well, it's it's a is it ABC. I mean, it's a network. It's show. an ongoing show. Yeah. Okay. But the first season's on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Cool.
Star Wars. Ooh, Rogue One trailer. Yeah, it's a big trailer. Oh Tell my. us all about it, Club. Uh, this again. It's we're right back in '77 here. This is supposed to be it. This is the last trailer. Yeah, and thank God. I don't want to see any more after this either. one. I don't either. I only had one out for this one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, a lot of, um, we see a little bit more of the cast, the uh, the new droid that um, Alan Tudyk is voicing. Okay. And uh, apparently he's a um, ex-Imperial droid that's been reprogrammed or something or other, um, security droid. So he's I think he's the muscle of the group. But, um, yeah, I thought it was very cool. We got to see a little bit more of the uh, different planetscapes, um, the Jedi statue that's been knocked over and laying in the sand. I think I saw something that's going to be on a planet called, like, Jetta or something. Um, okay. So They all drive Jettas around? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was like, Jedda. Uh, you know. <laughs> so um, I saw Mads Mikkelsen, who's her father, playing the father, and he's got a important role with yeah. the Death Star, and apparently Jen's and look like some type of prison or something. And we see her with stormtroopers out. I just know for a moment, I, I know I saw Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I saw Obi Wan. Really? Maybe I'm. Pretty I didn't catch that. I only watched it once. I don't know who that was, and I, I haven't read anything about it, but I thought that was you and the Hmm. Seem pretty. I must be wrong. <laughs> I didn't because I've heard nobody talk about it, but yeah. somebody was bent over there, and I was like, "Isn't that him?" Mm-hmm. Have you seen the you uh, McGregor's new film out there where he plays Jesus? Mm-hmm. And have you seen where people have taken that and put it into, uh, reworked it into a new trailer called like Kenobi or something, a fake trailer? It's really good though. <laughs> like he's got the beard and the and. The the robe on. So. Well, I there's a video online made by Cracked. It's about eight minutes long, and it's like a whole different theory to fix the prequels for you. And I watched it, and I got it was pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I recommend it. Like, look it up. You know, it, t- it came out within the last couple of weeks, uh, I think, and it, it was just. Is this like circle theory or whatever it is? This was, this has to do with the fact that, you know, um, Anakin was all ticked off at Obi-Wan, you know, like thinking he had something going on with Padme, like, oh, you brought him, you know, in the Revenge of the Sith, you know, when they mm-hmm. did the big battle and everything. What if they really did have something going on? Mm-hmm. What if it, what if the whole thing is about this love story between those two. And if you, and they broke it down and it was pretty awesome. Hmm. It was like, they even showed like in Attack of the Clones where they're on, right in the arena riding on this thing and Obi-Wan jumps up there and she grabs his leg and hmm. it's just, it was explaining like, okay, Phantom Menace, why would she give a crap about this kid? She's not gonna, at the end she's like looking over at Anakin, this little kid, like, it almost makes it look like, oh, I'm going to date him someday, you know. <laughs> she wouldn't care about him. She would care about the cool older guy, mm-hmm. the older Jedi here. That's the guy she'd be interested in. And, you know, she had the beginning of Attack of the Clones, she calls for the Anakin to come protect her. Well, why would she pick him? She'd be wanting Obi-Wan. And it was, it was really well done. It made a lot of sense. It made the the story so much better. Like I wish More that compelling. was I, yes, I wish that was the original <laughs> intention because yeah. it, it would have well, made people have been putting words in George Lucas's mouth for thirty years now. Like 
saying what they think he was yeah. saying and what well obviously what he meant by this was this and they they've made up their own story in their head so well, yeah. it can be that it's that oh, is, oh. to you that's what <laughs> right it's is. whatever you want it to be yes yeah. yeah, so some people are just like that's what it is to me now you know even going so far as to say that Obi-Wan is Luke's father mm-hmm. and that you know he watches over Luke even predicts that Vader kills his father Vader killed your father he's Predicting that he's going to kill your father. And, you know, Vader tries... He hates Luke because he's Obi-Wan's son. You know, I mean, it is a reach. Trust me. It's an eight-minute video. <laughs> but it's just... The story is much much more Shakespearean with all of that mm-hmm. added to it. It's a lot better than what the original prequels I, I was are. listening to something the other day, just the other day, about... They were talking about, I think, Attack of the Clones on how... Maybe Al? Uh, on an Al? Uh, no, not now. How? <laughs> How if the part where Anakin and Padme are kind of like running, he's trying to go hide her on Naboo or whatever, and because a lot of people don't like that segment and that story of like I don't know them getting together and they're they're falling in love and all this kind of schoolboy crap. If the entire time they had been like running from stormtrooper, and how much more interesting that would have yeah. been. Yeah. To the to the movie to the story itself. So yeah, there's a lot of. What's the character they hate from the prequels? Jar Jar. Jar Jar. I always like the theory that I read where they were trying to say he was a like kind of originally written as the drunken master style mm-hmm. of him being a dark lord, Sith or whatever. I think it lends to the story as well. If that He's going to be Supreme Leader Snoke. <laughs> Lucas is going to laugh at us all. <laughs> sure. Uh, Star Wars. Anybody? Is anybody? I, I don't know. I just thought what? about Roger what? Rabbit, where like the guy, the guy that's killing all the tunes turns out to be a tune. Judge Dredd. Yeah, Judge Dredd. Or Doom. Judge or Doom. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd's a whole different. Hey, You gotta hide me. But just like Snoke or Smoke or whatever, he just pulls off his the mask, mask off, off and, and, and Jar Jar. Let's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Is uh, what is Rebels? Is that animation? Is that Star Wars? Whatever, uh, whatever we want it to be. Has anybody watched? Has anybody watched Rebels this season? Nope. Anybody watched Rebels? What's it period. On? I don't. It's on Disney XD. I don't have Disney XD. Okay. This, this is this is the world that we live in. There's too much to watch. We there don't is. Have this is the working man's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have all the channels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it takes four of us to watch everything. <laughs> So yeah, Star Wars. And even Re- then, poor Gotham gets left now. <laughs> yeah. I do see there's new episodes on Netflix. Yeah. So Star Wars Rebels is we're into like episode three or four now, um, and it's been surprisingly good. We've got this. Speaking of Doctor Who, we've got this new character this uh, this season uh, called the Bindu, and he's kind of this big giant. Uh, kind of looks like a bear slash, I don't know, aardvark or something. Um, <laughs> but he's this giant, and he's not a Jedi, and he's not a Sith, and he says he's the something in between. And he's been talking, uh, he's befriended Kanan, and Kanan entrusted him with the Sith holocron that... Um, Oh, what's the kid's name? Ezra. Ezra's, uh, found and, and they ended up, uh, Darth Maul was back and, and, and 
the big villain right now, along with um, uh, Grand Admiral Admiral Thrawn is now come from the legends they call it now. Those books um, they brought him back. They brought a lot of the stuff so back. I know he they, was like a big fan favorite for right. novels. So they've started to borrow from the old books and novels and comics and bring them into Rebels, which makes them canon now. So, um, but it's really good. It's been this year's been really good. Um, Kanan is blind now after last season, and uh, he's kind of you know the first season is very much Kanan from his perspective. He's kind of denied that he's a Jedi. He doesn't want anybody to know. The second season, he's kind of come to terms with it and is like, "Well, I'm a Jedi. I'm going to teach this kid." and and you kind of see him more at full force, and then at the end of it, he kind of lose. He gets blinded. He kind of loses his confidence, um, his mojo. And uh, this year, he's trying to gain it back. And Ezra's kind of headed more with Maul's influence. Is kind of leaning towards the dark side, and he's become this. They become a bigger factor in this uh, rebels group that's trying to form. So it, it's been really good. It's very Star Wars. I like the stuff. My favorite part is generally just forming the rebellion. We've they've introduced uh, Wedge. We just recruited Wedge from the Imperial Academy, so which was kind of cool in the last episode. Wedge and um, Hobby. Remember Hobby? He was another pilot. So we see how they come into this. No pork. No pork and jet. We're waiting. We had a whole season of Porkins origin story. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's been really good. I like the, I like the stuff that involves the Empire and the more, I guess, more militaristic side of it, um, and how the Empire works and some of the agents and officers and admirals and that and how they, you know, because they're a big threat that is often overlooked in the, in the original movies. So, anyways, TV. You have failed. This city run very run. Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent Jobless. So hold the line. <laughs> hold the line. Whatever. We're back on line. Ring my bell. <laughs> the second wrong. time the second. he still did it. <laughs> you can ring my bell. Um Team Arrow all the way, baby. Arrow. Ragman. (laughs) Just to let you in, we already talked about this. It wasn't that compelling. (laughs) It's going to be less compelling this time. (laughs) So, Flash. (laughs) Darkest Flash episode yet. Moving on. Supergirl. Let's Best. Tell, tell me why, uh, why I'm more excited about Sexy James Guardian than I am oh. medium-sized Superman. James Olsen. This was my worry about Supergirl yep. going to CW because every supporting character has to be a, a character, yep. a, a, a costumed mm-hmm. hero or villain. And it's like you can't just have people who are just regular people. So, to recap our As if prior... Sexy James Olsen was ever regular oh. people. <laughs> to re- recap our prior conversation, um, Superman good. James. Really liked him. Um, Superman we've been waiting nice for. nice little fella. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's big enough. <laughs> I just like giving you guys all the time. <laughs> I mean, he's Christopher. Like, he is... Probably the best continuation of the Christopher Reeve Superman we've seen in a long time. 
Yes. He, he captured Clark Kent very well. He's got the cheese factor. He did very good in the heroic scenes as Superman. And actually, we need to not let him stay on for very long because mm-hmm. it's very easy for him to overshadow Supergirl. Right. He, he very much did, I thought. I mean, they worked That's well what, together. Even the but one preview I saw, I was like, this is a mistake. It should be well, like, this should be a pop-in thing, really short, not establish him in the first episode, and then... Everybody's going to be missing him all season. Yeah, that was he walked into the DEO and they're like, yeah. "Wow, it's Superman!" It's like <laughs> you've, you're hanging with Supergirl every day, but you're like, "Wow!" I did like the interaction between him and the and the Martian Manhunter. Oh though, yeah, how they was, didn't that like was each unexpected, other. Yeah. yeah, guys, I was wrong of who was in the capsule, the Kryptonian capsule. It was a horse. Somebody. Yeah, it was not Comet. <laughs> it, it's Who would have thought? It's not, not the I remember horse I had it man. in my notes, like, what what his prediction was. It didn't mean anything to me, but I was like, I want to be able to it, say it's one right. of It's one of two characters, but I, I assume it's Mon-El. It's Mon-El, yeah. He, he was in his red suit and stuff, and it's going to be a turnout. It, he's a Daxamite, which mm-hmm. is their physiology is very close to Kryptonium. So, <laughs> their physiology is very co- close to Kryptonian. Pronunciations with Michael K. Easton. I thought I was I doing love it. So you were good. killing it earlier. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so he's kind of like the hillbilly cousin of the Krypton or <laughs> Kryptonians, right? Well, at one point, Mon L. P. Tramp. <laughs> depending on which continuity that you go with, the original story of Monel, I think, was that Superman thought it was his brother, and then he finds out through the records that it's not. So I'm curious to see if they play that up or not. But right now he's in a coma while Superman's flying around. It is an interesting dynamic that she's like the older relative mm-hmm. and has memories of Krypton that he doesn't, because normally it's you know Superman and his little cousin. Like, yeah. it's cool that she has a different role in that relationship. And then we got to see Metallo. So that happened. Which I, I will say during that episode, like I smiled so many times during that episode mm-hmm. because it played right to my fanboy heart. Like so many different times during that episode, especially when sexy James Olsen got kicked the curb. I rather enjoyed that very much. Okay. And I clicked on a website that was like, all oh, the Easter eggs you missed from the Supergirl premiere. I'm like, oh, what did I miss? And it was like, he runs down an alley pulling his shirt open. I was like, wow, what an Easter egg. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think are, you got a yeah. virus from that little breakthrough. <laughs> well, there are a couple things like the, the newsstand, like the Midvale Times or something, like whatever town in the comics – Supergirl was in for some run, and like her, mm. was her hometown, and there were a couple little things like that, but it wasn't. Either. And, and like, were, oh, he, Cat uh, Grant and Clark Kent dated for a while, or he was a rival for her affection. And like, there were some references that made it sound like the original Superman one and Superman two were in continuity, like uh, the uh, the earthquake, the Luther earthquake. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did catch that. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of references to to Lex and Miss Tessmacher. Yeah, yeah, I had to. I was like, it was screaming in my head, and I'm going, I know that's a like. I had to look up the reference to make sure what it was, and I and I finally found it. But yeah, it 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 was a really good episode. Like for CW, they knocked it out of the park for taking that show over. And one thing I will say is with the special effects. (laughs) 
keep seeing Seth look down on his phone. But the one thing I noticed, too, because they talked about cheapening the budget, is now when some of them are flying or action shots, it goes by really fast. Whereas at the original, they probably spent more money on some of the effects to show them more, which I never thought was a good idea because they looked very CGI when they did it. Yeah, no, it looked Mm -hmm. bad. It wasn't a noticeable difference to me. No, I didn't see anything huge, but... But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the episode. I, like I said earlier, I, I've come a long way on Supergirl um, from the first few that are come come a long way around. To, uh, I am a little surprised that they, they haven't gone out of their way to explain if she is in the CW universe yet or not. Like, I assume that would be the first thing out of the gate, like some convoluted explanation of how her mm-hmm. and Flash are now in the same world. But neither show is dealt with that yet so i, I don't thought, know if we need to I, I or they'll just meet again and show up from flashpoint but evidently so bucky told me today that uh <laughs> bucky <laughs> that no they're they're going to explain that of how they merge together into the same universe. i had read that they're going to try and keep them separate oh, from really? the Arrowverse. Ooh. i think it's going to be a special thing are you contradicting bucky well right here <laughs> on, the, on the air i don't want to go against bucky but I know there's a lot of there's a lot of CW talk going over on the produce section at Kroger <laughs> that I'm missing out on apparently. Bucky sends me pictures all the time of up and coming. He's like there, right in the middle. Michael's of the- starting to form this little posse. <laughs> he's got Ronald. He's got Bucky. Yeah, as far as I know, Bucky is fictitious. <laughs> he's a real person. Yeah, Bucky. I, I, we As can't, if there's somebody named. We Bucky. can't say. Well, that's not. A, that's what Michael named him. Remember, oh, okay. <laughs> that's not his real name. Well, we've we've changed his name for his protection. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Agents of Shield. Anybody watch that? It's on my queue. I it did. I don't I remember did. what happened. They uh, did some agenting. <laughs> I told Daisy took some pit pills the way they do in shows. Just drink them right out of the bottle. I hate when. <laughs> And I, and the dumbest line that I ever heard for the whole show was Colson saying, "I've got agents headed to every location, every location." That's a lot of locations. Yeah, was, I guess the big plot point they kind of revealed Shield was back to the public. They did a press conference, so they have been operating in secret for a while, but now the world knows Shield is. Back Are they still fighting the Hydra? No, no, not really. No. Okay. We've I saw uh, fighting ghosts. I did confirm. I did confirm that yeah, they are. And that uh, I said that that kid, the Ghost Rider's brother in the wheelchair, was off Fear the Walking Dead. He was. He was kind of, spoiler. He just got killed off of Fear the Walking Dead a couple weeks ago or something. So I think I know why. He's on a different show. Yeah. It's a sure sign. Yeah, it was. It was fine. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have something to say about Legends of Tomorrow. Which, I unfortunately missed it because. What? When we switched cable providers, we got downgraded on our DVR, and we cannot record as many shows as we could before. So what are you recording instead Originally, of Legends I of Tomorrow? You said this was your your wife was deleting stuff. No, he said his DVR was sentient and told him he wasn't going to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> his DVR deleted. <laughs> I'm trying to think uh, what show it is that she's recording. I feel like it's that Tim Allen show that's out. Are you serious? <laughs> well, she watches all my other shows, so I let her. So you're just going to give us Legends of Tomorrow because I can watch it on Hulu the next day. So. Oh, okay. 
You can watch it. Okay. Well, anyways. Here, it's really good. I enjoyed it. Had a great, fun opening. Um, we find the ship at the, the bottom. bottom. Yeah, at the bottom of the ocean. And uh, only Heat Wave is on board. He's in stasis. Uh, the ship is keeping him alive. That was a good joke. I was like, how do you know? And he points to the yeah. screen and says, stasis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all of our heroes are, are um, w- well, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but. Um, Feel free. <laughs> was the guy, the the historian guy, anybody we should know? Yeah. Because he seems he's, he's going to be a big part of the series. He is um, Citizen Steel. Oh. Dr. Haywood. Okay, I missed that completely. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, anyways, our, our uh, Rip basically, in order to save New York City from being blown up by the Nazis, sends the heroes, transports them throughout time, uh, one by one. And um, this Dr. Haywood actually goes to the Green Arrow. He finds Ollie and knows that, figures out that he's the Green Arrow and knows that he's friends with the Adam and, and Sarah Lance and um, they go and find the ship and find Mick and then they have to go and use the ship to amazingly it's still operational after the atomic bomb. I still haven't figured that out yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyways science <laughs> um, they have to go collect the team and we find the Adam back and fight or being chased by a giant dinosaur and uh, Sarah Lance is um, getting ready to be burned at the stake for being a witch. And uh, we're really pushing this whole lesbian angle with her. Uh, everywhere she goes, she seems to find a girlfriend. And then uh, we collect the team and basically we figure out that they were told not to go to 1942. And they went to 1942. And then... Um, so the worst thing you can do to a time traveler is tell them not to do Exactly. Something. So they end up saving, quote, saving the day, and then at the very end we run into the Justice Society of America. So uh, that scene was so cheesy, but I, I liked it. <laughs> I, I did like, too. We are the Justice Society of America. <laughs> I had a big grin on my face anyway, no matter how cheesy it was. Yeah. So Doctor Midnight is a uh, fine, fine gentleman, <laughs> and um, uh, I believe it's. Citizen Steel's grandfather or great grandfather was Commander Steel, correct? Yeah. I believe he's there. We see Obsidian, Stargirl, and she's got Devo Flash there. Devo Flash? Yeah, symbol hat. No. (laughs) Jay Garrick Flash. No, no, no. He's in another dimension. He's in Mike, he's in Michael's dimension. So. He's he's celebrating Mike Tober. Yes. Which that's one thing that I wish they would be able to throw together with him being part of them. Mike Tober? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jay Garrick Flash being in the Justice mm-hmm. Society, that really takes yeah. something from that. Yeah, so there's no Green Lantern, there's no Jay, there's yeah. no Wildcat. They should have a Hawkman, too. They like, should have – that's where yeah. – I, I, I said the same thing. Hawkman should have ended up there. Um, both the Hawks should have ended yeah. up there. But which, um, which is weird because Obsidian is the son of Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. With uh, with Hawk Girl, Hawk Woman leaving, the show got very male. Like it did. Only so the, the Sarah White, White Canary is the only female on the team. Yeah, so and far, she's running so. around, you know. Yeah, <laughs> with the Queen so, of France, yeah. and so but. 
yeah, it was a lot of fun. I liked where it left off. I, you know, I, I I got excited too about the JSA showing up and, and this incarnation. We saw Vixen and a few others, and we'll see what happens. But I thought it was fun. I thought you know that that's that's the whole show. You can't really think about it too much. So the big thing is, is Rip is gone. We don't know what happened to him. He said his goodbyes to the team, and they're Any moving show on. Show where you can punch Albert Einstein in the face. <laughs> It's a pretty good episode. So, is, you guys have anything else to get out of your system before we talk about Westworld? Um, I will say, I was going to mention it earlier, uh, while I was on vacation, we went, we stopped, um, down at Disney Springs, uh, the night, or the day after the hurricane. And, uh, we decided we were going to go see a movie because they have this big, Disney Springs has this big AMC theater. Uh, to put it in perspective, it's like bigger than Walmart. That's how big this theater. They had movies showing there that I had never even heard of or seen the trailer for. So anyways, um, we decided we were going to see Pete's Dragon because we hadn't seen it yet. We wanted, all wanted to see it. And it was surprisingly very, very good. Very sad. It was very old school Disney live action film. It reminded me a lot of the old 70s movies if you remember those but like peace dragon like peace dragon or <laughs> or uh old yeller anything from that you know a little before that but but yeah it was very very good very sad we all really enjoyed it. the acting was really good um so that happened and yeah, when they shot the dragon at the end i just I cried and cried <laughs> Had dragon rabies. Cry, cry. <laughs> All right, so are you going to comics or are you going to? How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> comics, okay. You Here's my comics. Cl- comics. Okay. okay. Well, my comic. Thing that I have, I saw where they're in Batman number nine. They're going to finally address the Watchmen stuff. Mm, so what issue time. are they on? Eight. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's coming <laughs> up, folks. <laughs> so um, I stopped in and picked up from Jordan at Asylum uh, the Revolution Hasbro mm. Revolution one and two, as well as I've read the first issue of Rom, the Space Knight, and I picked up the Revolution Mask one-shot. Now, have you read that one? I have. Okay. So what are you... Are you on board with this, or...? I, I said this. I don't have that... Except for G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. my, my nostalgia level's not too high on these. I thought the story's pretty clever. I did, too. As far as... I don't know how much you want to spoil, but uh, they, they've kind of pitted them against each other mm-hmm. because they're these dire wraiths or shapeshifters. Who have, have taken infiltrated yeah. government, military, all this stuff. So, including GI Joe itself, right? So there yeah. are a few. They attack GI Joe members, but they're actually diaries. So then the GI Joe team is like, "Hey, you're attacking our people." Yeah. So at the at the center of the story is kind of Rom. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, Rom is kind of almost your central character at this point. But yeah, Rom's come to Earth um, to wipe it clean of the dire race and. He gets caught up in... Instead in, of, like, saying, hey, everyone, there's a threat here that we should talk about. And then nobody ever talks. They just start... Yeah. The guns just come out. Laser blasts go everywhere. Yeah. The only thing I had a problem with is I don't have a comic book knowledge of Transformers. Because we've, we... We... Ha- 
we find Optimus and he's got this Autobot city and there's this whole history of there's between a lot it's been the IDW continuity's been uh, going for a while now so they've yeah. got a lot of more complex ins and outs yeah but it's interesting because they you know, to G.I. Joe all robots look alike so they assume Rom is a is a transformer right and the mask characters kind of built all their fancy vehicles on transformer tech from you know the transformer specs or whatever so they, they have kind of tied the universe together yeah. in interesting ways yeah because we find um, at the head of mask is Miles Mannheim who is normally the mask he's mayhem the mask head villain of Venom but he's running Mask and trying to put the team together and we find a background on him that he had been on this action team with General Joe Colton who is the original G.I. Joe before G.I. Joe so they knew each other and had this whole history with this We it, it includes Action Man from England right, and, right. and uh, uh, well in the original cartoon they reference Miles Mayhem as being good at one time do they? Yeah. Okay. It's, See, it's, I, in, it's in the later season when it got really weird. Yeah. Like some of the choices they made, it got really out there. But it was alluded to that at one time he worked together with with uh, Tracker on okay. the, the mass technology. Well, see, I, I you know, in all honesty, I haven't touched mass since like first grade. Yeah. I mean that. Uh, I I, I just very recently little... started looking back into it and was you can find I think the whole seasons on YouTube like all of them are on okay. there and I've like been watching one by one just occasionally like going through them and checking them out. Well, in the comic now, Matt Tracker is a a fine gentleman himself and a and a lot younger fine gentleman than than he was uh, in the cartoon because he doesn't have a son or anything like that that we've been introduced to. But it's it's funny when they reference um, he's introducing the the mask vehicles to them, and they're all these you know the, they're the mask vehicle the old nineteen eighties Camaros. They're all nineteen eighties, and they're like, what are we going to do with all these nineteen eighties cars? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did. I really I, I've enjoyed it so far. I'm curious to see where it goes. That makes me want to read it now. Yeah, I, 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 if you get the chance, pick it up. I, I really liked it. I. I now the art I really liked in the rep, in the first two Revolution books, but in the Mask one shot was kind of cartoony. I didn't wasn't cared much for that. But how dare they make these cartoons look? I know it's outrageous. <laughs> so and I don't know. There wasn't. I didn't see a whole lot of news out of New York Comic Con. I didn't either, yeah. except for Peter David losing his crap. <laughs> did you guys hear all that? No. Did he have a meltdown? Yeah, he did. It was at a panel, a diversity panel about LGBTQ representation in Marvel. And somebody asked him a question. And apparently the guy had been kind of a troublemaker all day and had gone to every panel asking the same question about uh, the representation of Romani characters, which some people find the term gypsy offensive, but, you know, of the people of the Romani ethnicity. Not Romans. No. <laughs> So people like Scarlet Witch and Doctor Doom, it's a very cliched, you know, gypsy origin of these traveling people. And in pop culture, there are people who don't like to see that. Mm-hmm. So apparently this person had been going to every panel, no matter what the topic was, and saying like, well, don't you think it's time we look at Romani characters different and like got on a soapbox? And Peter David apparently flipped out and yelled at the person. And he was saying he, he was – over there in uh, Eastern Europe uh, f- filming some movie in the 90s 
and he saw these kids and their knees had been broken and like their legs were bent the wrong way and his guide told him all oh, the gypsies do that to their kids so that they can beg and make more money and he just is like if that's their culture like what and how he Everyone hated Quicksilver before he wrote X Factor, and then he, he made everyone love Quicksilver. So he's done more for Romany characters, and, like, and it just went off on the guy. And everyone's like, it was so uncomfortable in that panel because it was supposed to be about like diversity and let's pat each other on the back. And he lost it. <laughs> and then like he, yeah, there were some things people tweeted him about, like Peter David goes on racist rant. You know how the social media is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he came out and didn't. I think he didn't interview i think it was bleeding cool talked to him about it and he apologized for his tone it was like you know i, I probably shouldn't have it just has boiled up in me and the, i it flashed back to those gruesome scenes in the 90s that's never really left me how people could be so cruel to their own children blah 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 and then like the rest of the weekend went by and it hadn't didn't quite go away and then he came out and gave a complete formal apology and it's like you know what i was wrong you shouldn't treat any fan that way, blah, blah, blah. But he said, but I was also wrong. He's like, there weren't, there wasn't Google and the internet and Wikipedia back in those days. So I just took the guy's word for it. Really, it was just a genetic disorder that these kids had. But, you know, the gyp- the evil gypsies. Broke their lives. That, yeah, that's, that was the story people right. told in that village. Right. That all these kids, so the, he, the evil So he, he ends perpetu- up perpetuating yes. the, the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, and he's like, I've checked this and there's no reference whatsoever oh to this being gosh. a practice. Yeah. And I've lived for, you know, 20 years internalizing how evil these people may have been. And I, I just don't, like, I have to take a deep look inside myself. Like, it was the most honest, contrite apology yeah. I've ever heard from right. a public figure. And I was like, that's oh, just okay. funny. The guy is like trying to get yeah. them to change <laughs> the way they look at him. And he just, mm-hmm. yes, just answered it totally wrong. <laughs> so Making yeah, the and, guy's point for him. Yeah. So the way, you know, social media blows everything up. Reese's Peter David yells at fans. <laughs> so who knows what the, the truth is somewhere in between all that. But yeah. That's that sort of dominated yeah. the headlines over the weekend. Yeah, I don't think there was much else that came out of New York. I think um, my understanding was a lot of the big companies had kind of brought the same booths from San Diego to New York Comic Con this year. Well, so. one thing I did hear is at the New York Comic Con was much more about the artists. Like it was m- much more an artist show, like the writers mm-hmm. and artists of comic books than it was uh, of anything else. Which, big corporate mess. Yeah. So that's, that's good to hear. The coolest thing, I guess, at the Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye panel. Mm-hmm. Gerard Way gave everyone a cassette tape from the eight. It was like a song he wrote called like In the Deep Dark Cave. Like it's it's thematically tied to his comic book. And it was like some super rare artifact. The only people who went to that panel at that show got but Diamond is sending an ivory retailer one. So uh, next week, <laughs> I'm going to get a cassette tape with an exclusive Gerard Way song. I do not want to like this guy, but he keeps doing stuff that makes me want to like him. <laughs> now, I assume it will be crushed in the packaging because Diamond can't pack the box. It'll be under like six hardcovers and be destroyed. But I will get one, and I'll be able to listen to a cool song. And you'll find out later they forgot to charge it for shipping. <laughs> They'll charge me. I do not want to <laughs> like the young animal imprint, but I keep liking it more mm. and more. Yeah. They're running that Doom Patrol now, right now, aren't they? Yeah, I yeah. I really like the first issue. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so they're just. And unfortunately, I have a huge stack of comics I really need to pick up since DC are on the ball publishing their comics every two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, other than he's ripping off our song idea, I guess we'll move on. Okay, time's up. It's out of your system. It's Westworld time. Westworld. Did everybody see it. Body time. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. I want that every week. <laughs> this is the new loss. This is the one we got to figure everything out. So we did all see episode two, right? I got yes. yes. Yay! And this will be the last one I see. Uh oh, you're not going to come here. Yeah, I get my no. Michael's going to hook you up. I have to give you my username and password. Boom. Problem solved. So this episode kind of felt like a pilot. It kind of felt like we were watching a, a different pilot of the same show, mm-hmm. and there's a reason for that. It kind of was. Those two episodes were originally combined together, and it was going to be a longer Yeah, pilot. this one felt like oh, we're following a guy. It felt very piloty, where we're following a guy new to the experience. Right. The viewer's supposed to identify with him. We it, faked it, you it out the first di- week. Yeah, you yeah. thought you were doing that. Now yeah. you're really doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was Liam McPoyle from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so <laughs> yeah, a they, fan of that show. Yeah, they brought in Jimmy Simpson and Ben Barnes as William and Logan, you know, one of them, which kind of goes back to, like, the original movie. It was a couple guys. One of them's really gung-ho uh, in the debauchery, and mm-hmm. in the movie, actually, the other guy wasn't too hesitant either, but they, um, William, I guess, will, is our surrogate hero, kind of who we're seeing it through the eyes of goes through, gets to the guy in the white hat. Yeah. He gets to, you know, it was really, it was, I just like, he gets to go through, pick out his outfit, pick out his gun, pick out white or black hat. The one thing that I did like that introduction with the, uh, lady that was helping him going on my theory of like, who's a robot, who's not a robot. Yeah. And she says, if you, if you can't tell, does it matter? Yeah. Metaphor. So they're all robots. Sorry, it's <laughs> no, good. I want to hear what you guys are thinking. But what, that, what in a review I read, though, like how in this future society are the robots only in theme parks? Mm-hmm. If they've invented this technology, these robots would be everywhere, and it wouldn't be like wow, robots. Well, how does just one theme park for one very specific? genre of vacation have this amazing technology. In, in the same to. way, we don't have giant Mickey Mouse wandered in the streets either today. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, I mean, also, we haven't really seen outside of this park of what gear it is or what level yeah, of technology Yeah, all we've seen is, is a photograph or, that you couldn't make anything out of. Imagine, okay, the, the only monorail in existence was at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Not people, really, like but okay. Had, yeah, but if that was like well, Disney was. World invented uh-huh. monorail technology and mm-hmm. no one else on the planet had it, mm-hmm. if you wanted to ride a monorail, you had to go to this one place. And sure. You just, like we have the technology. They would build monorails elsewhere. Or it could be. That's why there's monorails yes, everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm getting on my monorail. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> It could also be from the standpoint are they are leaking the technology out to the open public at a much more lo- slower rate of where they might have robots at booths and stuff but that have limited capacity because you get into the whole f- fundamental laws of um, – it reminds me of like Bicentennial Man of like befriending like 
a robot versus not and how they interact with humans and things like that. So I'm well, going to have to tag this episode Bicentennial Man. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. <laughs> the only <laughs> reference. In if, I haven't, if I haven't ever brought that up, that is one of you my haven't. favorite you movies. <laughs> Oh, like, wow. I, that up. I don't know. I love that movie so much, and I always enjoy watching it. I, I find it the show interesting from a theme park enthusiast perspective because obviously the the guests that <laughs> he wants to shoot Donald Duck down in the street. <laughs> the people that are paying to go to this park are extremely rich, so that could be a big part of why these robots aren't widely available. So uh, Yeah, unless that's part of this plot of these, we're perfecting this technology here in a controlled environment, something. But I can't imagine you having this technology and you For don't, 30 you, years, you don't build least. soldiers and you don't build right. whoever, mm-hmm. people to factory, work in a factory or whatever without sleeping. Like, it, it, yeah, they have to address that at some point, that the technology exists. I know. I saw, when they they showed up in the town this time, you really got that video game feel because the one guy was going on and on about how oh don't get involved with that guy. He just wants to take you off on a side quest. Mm-hmm. And, and all I could think was how when I'm playing a game like say Red Dead or Skyrim or whatever this open world game, I take it very I tr- like we kind of discussed before the realism of it. I try to go through it. And if I play, I would take that side quest or do whatever, you know, follow some of the main story, follow the side quest, go get somebody potatoes. Oh, I stopped pota- so many horse thieves. Right. I couldn't not, right. I couldn't let a horse right. thief get, and go, this get guy away. ruins it for me immediately. <laughs> if I, it's the same thing as if I, I play a game and then I happen to look up a video how to get through somewhere and I see somebody playing it totally the opposite of the way I do. It's just, it's just clinical to them. They're not, Accepting any of the story. It's yeah. just, this is a side quest. Just beat this certain yeah. percentage of the game. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, oh, it's, and it will ruin a game for me. I'm like, I feel stupid going back and taking seriously these stories. So I, I, I kind of was feeling like, okay, jerk. I think I spent two days in, or more in Red Dead looking for a rock shaped like a thing. Like, yeah. I was doing the treasure hunt mission, yeah. and that's literally all I did. I wandered around the desert like, that kind of looks like the rock I'm looking for, but not really. <laughs> I'm like, don't ruin this. I'm looking at the one guy, the black hat. Don't ruin this for the white hat, the good guy. He hasn't got yeah. to do this. It's a lot of time you'll never get back yeah. <laughs> looking for oh, a it rock. Was, it was well spent. Yeah. He, it's like this guy will never – you've got to have all these experiences, and you're basically telling him that doesn't matter. This. Yeah. Come, you know, do just do the debauchery. Just shoot somebody. Just it's like, will this guy get to have any of just the simple fun of Westworld that you've already got to enjoy? Bug the heck out of me. I we did see like where they were discussing Bernard, Jeffrey Wright, and Elsie, the girl behind the scenes, talking about how you know discussing the father from last week, how he. That picture really bothered him. Any, anyone else, it would have just instantly fried him, or they would have glossed over it. But he was like thinking about it. You know, they were like, "He is thinking about this picture. Like, what? What's up with that? And is you know, do we need to pull Dolores and see if it's the problem spread to her? Which we kind of see that the this virus or whatever is spreading mm-hmm. by the violent, you know, quote and. Which she, I really like that how she, she's just yeah we see whispering her, that and right yeah we see her look having a vision of death in the streets 
And then she turns around and passes the quote on to Maeve, Thandie mm-hmm. Newton, and now she's starting to act differently and have problems. Yeah. So this is a this is a glitch that's getting passed on. So are you suspicious of who's causing this? Because I kind of – it feels to me like you have a choice. It's either Jeffrey Wright, the fine gentleman, or <laughs> – Anthony Hopkins himself causing this. Who? Someone behind the scenes has had to program this in to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? that it's not a glitch. It's right. purposeful. It's yeah. part of the story, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways they could go with it. Uh, we saw the man in black at Harris go to a lynching, Lawrence's lynching, and... He's basically playing on God mode, you know. He gets it takes the it takes a little bit away. Who cares how great he doesn't have to be a great shot. Nobody can hurt him. He just uh, just points a gun around. I never thought of that. Kills yeah, everybody. It's like that's, I'm not impressed by what he can do because he's indestructible. You know, and he in the they showed the clip from last week where you see the inside of the guy's scalp in the map. And I, I if you freeze on that. I've really looked at it. It's like a horseshoe map, and you see in the center of it is a stick figure doing the Venn diagram pose, just like those white, you know, where they're creating the characters behind the scenes. It's just like, okay. You know, it's like, are you getting right to the center of the world, or what's... You know, I just thought that was a neat part of the map. I I do appreciate... They did answer something I had wondered about, that they, they showed they're watching him... So I wondered, is he somehow getting away with this stuff without being seen? But it shows they're watching him. They're watching everybody. They're, but He's tearing but, a swath through the whole park, and they're not worried about it or yeah, whatever. The, what, so, yeah, I they, believe the weakest Hemsworth brother said uh, <laughs> said this guy can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, and, and it kind of gives you the feel, too, if you're thinking of a video game. Like, he has played the game for so long now. Just like somebody who's done that, now we're looking for Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Now we want to, you know, find what the glitches in the game. So maybe, maybe he was a play tester. Ooh. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he was maybe. one of the original. That's how they start out, and then they go bad. That's yeah. your future. <laughs> the box of the man in black. <laughs> yeah, we get to see like different uh, evolutions of Maeve as she is like they're bumping up her aggressiveness and you know putting it down. She's like. You know, being an aggressive prostitute, and mm-hmm. she keeps giving the same line about telling them they can do whatever they want. But then she's having a glitch because mm-hmm. of the quote, take her behind the scenes, and they're trying to work on her, decide whether to keep her in or out, or Dolores in or out. And Jeffrey Wright keeps pushing for, they're fine, put them back. So it kind of feels like they're setting you up to think he's causing this. Yeah. But then at one point, he's with the woman, Teresa. And they're banging it out. <laughs> that was the first time I rolled my eyes in the two episodes yeah. of like, okay, there's got to be that forbidden workplace romance. That seems a little but unnecessary. Then she was talking about how he's like so, he doesn't say much, but then, and they start talking and he, she, she's like, you, you're always saying how they talk. The They'll talk by themselves, the hosts, to, you know, whatever. They're trying to act more human, learn more about how you know communication works and she's like is that what you're doing while you're talking now you're kind of like wait a minute there was just so much going on the they the one ford goes out into westworld and apparently you know he starts talking to that little boy which is obviously supposed to be 
a robot of him as a child. He's even wearing a vest. I mean, he's wearing or a vest. It could be like his son that died or something. I mean, it may, it may be, but I was just like, he mm-hmm. he's wearing a vest. He had the same, learned the same thing from his father. And he's walking around talking to him. You know, they go out and he's like getting us. You see that he has control over everything. He controls that snake. Uh, he, uh, I get a very Matrixy vibe from him, uh, yeah. like in the Matrix sequels, the whoever the creator was behind the, the architect. Scenes. Architect. So Ed Harris takes the guy to his family, and his cousins show up, and he kills his cousins and gets his wife out and his daughter, and he's trying to. He wants information where to where this map's going to take him. How does he get to the next part? I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him until he finally just. Kills everybody but the daughter. And That's what I should have done looking for that rock. I should have yeah, like, sure. tell me where that rock is or I'm going to kill your whole family. I thought that was probably the most creepiest thing ever through the whole thing was when the daughter finally spoke. Yeah. He said, Ed, Ed Harris says, in 30 years, you know, he's been there 30 years, which they had just mentioned in the last episode that 30 years ago was the critical failure. So was he there for that? You know, what's, or, you know, maybe it wasn't just a reference to the movie. Which was really forty some years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, this this there's there was an incident thirty years ago. He's been here that long. And the daughter says, The maze isn't meant for you and then finally she gives it up and says, Follow the blood arroyo to the place where the snake lays its eggs which means nothing to us, basically. And but her acting like that and saying that makes it seem like there's a, a higher intelligence yeah. working beyond the scenes. Like he whatever he did he got the next little bit of information he needed, and then, and you know, he's like, he makes the comment about it. he's never going back to the real world. This is where he he's staying. Um, let's see. There was, uh, of course, Teddy got killed again. <laughs> <laughs> they killed Teddy. Um. We see, oh, Maeve is having dreams or visions, remembering a previous role, yeah. I guess. We're, I guess I assume at this yeah, point. I, I assume this that's is where it was. she used, used to live on a homestead, had her daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, savages attacked and killed them. And then at the end of it, we see an Indian getting ready to come in the door, and it is instead the man in black. He's got a knife. Apparently, it looks like he's going to scalp her, but she counts down three, two, one, and wakes up out of it. And she's laying on the table mm-hmm. behind the scenes Getting having repaired. surgery. She's got apparently they are human enough that they can get disease. She's got MRSA. They're doing some surgery. She wakes up and flips out, takes off to no avail. But she sees more behind the scenes, all the bodies and what's going on. And poor Teddy's laying there, and you know. It, <laughs> and again, supposedly they're not supposed to be able to hurt humans. Yet she holds a scalpel to those two guys. So well, these are like the goofiest guys. This is the best they have. Behind the I felt like the, it was like the the joke guys that were in the Star Wars books for a while. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I thought of. They're stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they, you know, they catch her. You know, I, I assume they'll wipe her mind so she doesn't remember that, if that'll work. We... See where the one guy that's trying to write the storylines, he comes up with a new storyline. And he has all, you know, he's got all these new characters he wants to bring in. It's going to be Odyssey on Red River, which 
if we go back to the quote that the girl game the, gave the blood arroyo, which is a creek, a red creek. Hmm. You know, so apparently there is some gully or something out there in this world. You know, but it must not go along with whatever story that Ford's trying to create because he shuts it down. He's like, no. And the only thing he likes from the story is the boots. And he puts the boots on. <laughs> and he takes uh, Bernard out. I've, if I remember right, and they go out and see a cross. You know, whether it's going to be a church or whatever is going on. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to get more from that. I did, or yeah, it was I just sort of mysterious. I, I think that that was a big reveal that it was spontaneously created from maybe like the robot workers or what like because it seems like they built everything in that game verse Mm -hmm. and because it just seems like when he saw it he was like kind of dumbfounded by it so it makes me think that he didn't create this and it just somehow appeared here so it makes him you know want to see i didn't get that from it but i remember you saying that the other day I, I i thought more like it it's he wants he's creating more story this he doesn't want to do whatever this guy does he wants to create, this is where it's going, whether... But if that's the case, why do you shoot the boy away? Because, like, as soon as he saw that and the boy saw it, he, like, tells the boy, forget what he saw. Well, it and kind like of feels to me like, like when he's out there, it's almost like he needs somebody to talk to. He's like, it's thera- therapeutic or whatever to have this boy there. He's done with him. Now I've got business to take care of. Gives him a it's his own it's his own little Bucky, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think there's more. Go back to there. produce. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> why would he tell the boy to forget what he what what you know? He so like, it wouldn't affect he wouldn't affect anything in the story. I don't know. I'm not no. saying you're wrong. I'm just, we're bouncing ideas off here. So we did see if you went on with the you know the white hat and the black hat characters, they go in and try to eat and. That that one guy wants to. He stabs the old man. Yeah. I mean, this guy, the one guy, is just a real, a real jerk. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I've seen people question like, can you know, you can't hurt the humans, the customers, but can a customer hurt a customer? And I saw where the show creators were saying that, you know, yet theoretically you could, but they're the what's supposed to happen. If someone tries to hurt someone else, a host is supposed to jump in. The, the robots would try to protect the human. Yeah, because the guns might not fire, but if right. you're swinging knives around right. or yeah. pulling people off horses or whatever, they could yeah. still break their neck. Yeah, if you can stab one, you could stab the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but he kind of, you know, the William ends up going to a room with Clementine character, and he's... Doesn't want to, you know, do anything with her because he's got. I don't know any of these people's names. I don't either. I've only watched this once. I'm glad he has all the names down. Yeah, Clementine is the one guy and the person from the place. William's the white hat. Okay. Clementine is the white prostitute that's with Dandy Newton. Okay. Who is Maeve? And she, he, the black hat guy goes with a bunch of people to sleep with. He's pansexual. Yeah. He's having. He's. It's all debauchery for him. That's what he wants when he goes there. And, you know, the other guy, he has a love at home. He's not ready to go there, basically. This is, he's still, but the guy hasn't ruined him. He's got a little innocence left. So, yeah, is he the hero or 
is he when he tur- will he turn and yeah. do some really dark stuff? Is he trying to hold in of the beast, or is he the true hero at heart? Or is he there for completely other reasons? Well, I'll get there in a second. But the last thing I'll say about the episode that we left out is at the beginning and at the end. We hear a voice at the beginning, and it's kind of a it's unrecognizable for a reason. I'm sure. It wasn't a voice that we could just say, oh, that's so-and-so, that's uh, Jeffrey Wright talking to her. But Dolores wakes up, she hears a voice, she goes outside and digs up a gun at the end. What is this gun? Is this, this, is this a gun that's going to hurt people? You know, how to get there? What's this about? We have no idea. The Does anyone have any theories? Because I've got some theories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> On the gun? Uh, on anything. Oh, I don't know. They, they, I'll just tell whoever's listening. If you know, I I don't have anything to go on that any of this is true. But I've read so many different things and and thought about it. I actually was coming here and expanded it a little in my thinking. Oh, what if this is this? I almost feel like um, we're on to something here. You know. So if you don't want to be spoiled, lost forums. Yeah, I mean that's what this <laughs> show is. I mean, this is the new loss. This is where there's so many different theories. But this is pretty good. They're in robot purgatory. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the last episode. Yeah. Then Hurley will tweet them all and say That's the right. <laughs> They'll make it okay. You won't be mad anymore. When we saw the two characters come this time and see Westworld, the only ones that they interacted with were Clementine, as I mentioned, and Dolores. He says something to Dolores. We didn't see anybody else. What if this is not going on? We have no reason to believe that this is going on at the same time as everything else. Could this be 30 years ago? Ooh, that's deep. This, the, we're, we, we didn't see anything else going on. The, those characters would look the same that time ago. They, they, they don't age. Could, could, I'm gonna go even crazier here. (laughs) Could William end up being Ed Harris? Could William, like you just said, will he turn into something else? Are we seeing the origin story of the man? You think we're flashing from past to present? Yes. But we don't know it. Right. So where are the people behind the scenes? Are they? Would this be the past for them? Or? I assume we're seeing now. Are we going to see the critical failure mm-hmm. in the past? You know, I, I just, you know, uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that theory because I, the whole the whole fact that we didn't see anything else, they didn't interact with the other stuff going on. You know, this is still, this is just the same Westworld. This, all we saw was Dolores, and, you know, we saw them, they bumped into the same guy Teddy bumped into when he got there, and they, they saw, like, a posse getting ready to be done, but they were wearing different uniforms. Might have just been a different version, an earlier version of that side quest. I'm, I have, don't know that any of that's true, but I feel like there's something to the fact that they didn't interact with other things. And they didn't introduce them for a full episode. Right. Like, you, you, these weren't the main characters to start with. Like, we're, we're getting, we're getting their story, like, partway through. I feel like we missed something there. So. And another thing, I thought, there was an interview with the showrunners 
where someone asked, will we see other parks? And they didn't like the way they were asked. And they said, like what? They said, like we're in the original movie, like Roman world and medieval world. And they grinned and said, no, we won't see those. Implying there's something, you might see something else along the way. But I think Hmm. that they... The, another part could possibly be the behind the scenes, and is is like Jeffrey Wright, a Whoa. customer getting to play in that world. Whoa! What if real life is the Western, <laughs> and he's in like future world, pretending to be a future scientist? <laughs> I, I was more thinking both. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was more thinking. I, I Kind of went back to whoever said last time, what if Anthony Hopkins is the only human? Michael said that. Yeah. That could totally be. But because I said it, obviously. That's <laughs> it's the only theory that will be right out of all. <laughs> but, like, but like you're saying, like it could be like a game of Risk where you're you know, creating your universe to have them battle. and So that would be interesting. I just thought there was a lot that happened this episode. And it's like... it I. I watched it two more times. It's like there was a lot more there than I got the first time I yeah, watched. Because there are those video games you can buy, like sports games, where you're the general manager, mm-hmm. and instead of playing the sport on the yeah. field, you build the team and build the. You know, what concessions do you want to have at the concession stand? It's more like the Sims game kind of thing. So you might be a player who wants to be the puppeteer instead of just the puppet. Ooh. But I thought there's a lot more to it than what we're seeing. And as suspected, but I, I just thought that was pretty huge. I was like, I think we're seeing a different time. It's so obvious to use that. You're gonna you're gonna get the same thing every day in there. Why wouldn't they try to trick us and ha- have us see something happen at a different time than something else? So, and the whole Red River thing, I like that. That was part of it in the girls' quote and the. There's that. I'm, I can't wait for the next episode. I'm sorry. I love this show. This is what I want. I want stuff to have to figure out. Is it to the point where you need to do a Westworld podcast? That's, isn't that what this is? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, to really dive in there deep. I feel like that's about as deep as I could go. So It's been a busy week. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I feel like I accomplished at least what I wanted. Jordan's thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's oh. like, hey, wait a minute. There's more going on there than I originally thought. For all those listeners out there, we are podcasting from a very secret, top secret location. That we're going to tell you about. If there's like an echo, we are, t- we are like in a hidden bunker. <laughs> this is our fallout shelter. We're, we're actually robots. <laughs> from the future podcasting at our secret location. So your secret location that's getting ready to to reopen. Yeah. Shortly. I want to talk about it. Okay, Shortly. so we're not we're so, it really is a secret. We're not gonna tell you where we're at. We're not at the comic book shop. Is there any other Or are else? we? Oh. <laughs> Next level. Is this really happening? Um, is there anything else to talk about? Go tribe. Yeah. That's right. Drawn. Yeah. Indian <laughs> Tron. Go, go Tron. We, uh, I don't know, do we want to mention we got a big shout out there uh, about a week ago? 
from I don't know from another, Cliff Barnes from another podcast uh, excuse a big me, Cl- podcast Cliff Barnes um I was there something Cliff Barnes was there something you did Cliff Barnes well yeah our um, one of the one of my favorite shows uh, out there is called uh, if you haven't heard of it Geek Geek Out Loud Steve Glosson he's a big time podcaster and uh, gave us a little shout out on uh, Geek Out Loud number one ninety four. I believe. Yes. And Michael so. said, what number? And you said, one number. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> so, uh, thanks to the, thanks to Steve. And if you haven't heard of Steve, go check out his shows. Um, you can find him on Geek Out, Geek Out Online, or just. How many Jesse's does he have? He has a lot of Jesse's, but not our Jesse's. Not as good as our Jesse's. <laughs> <laughs> They're bizarro Jesse's. Yeah. So, uh, just a big thank you to, to Steve. All right, that's it. As always, you can find us at youdownwithkpp.com. I am the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. Hunkered down in the bunker. I'm Jordan Lowe. <laughs> Hunkered in the Hunkered? bunker. Hunkered? I'm getting a sign. Hashtag Bicentennial and hashtag Hunkered in the Bunker. I'm getting a sign for this new location, the bunker. Hunkered uh, which in is the great bunker. because I've been all. What? What? Audible.com. I have finally. Beautiful? Audible.com. <laughs> I've been listening to World World Z. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> World War. World Z. Is that what it is? That's no. A Brad, that's a Brad Pitt movie. Try, and, try and again. Book. No, the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. World War Z. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. that is a great book. Max, you will enjoy it. Max Brooks. Yeah. I'm listening to it my second time on Audible.com because he was on Chris Hardwork's podcast talking about it. How he had a full ensemble cast. I've never ever listened to an audio book that has done this. It's and, like an old radio show. Yeah, he's got Henry Rollins as one of the characters. Um, Alan, uh, the guy from Mash, <laughs> right there. Is it? <laughs> is it Alan Rickman? Am I right on that? No, no he's no? dead. Alan Alda. Alden, he's on there. Oh. <laughs> now we're bringing Alden. it all back. Alden, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Just keep saying names. <laughs> but anyway, he has. A whole all-star cast on this, and it's the second time I'm listening to it. It is so good. And now, it's the so well book done. is completely different than the movie, correct? Yes. it's It blows the, the movie it's out of the water. It's not just super like, fast zombies. The the book is... Playing Legos and stacking on top of each other. It, like the history. It's, it's looking back at yeah. a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. He's going around talking to the people that survived the zombie apocalypse. It's got... Um, Luke Skywalker. Wow. Uh, Mark, Mark Hamill. Yeah, he's in there yeah. quite a bit. Okay. Um, he does a great job. Like it, it, it caught my attention. I'm really enjoying it, and I'm I've been I'm on it second time around. So so the Kapow podcast, right on top of the uh, Breaking Zombie fad. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I'm the illustrious Michael Case. So if you're in your bunker and need some good listening material, listen to Michael. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm at DG Poobah on Twitter. And we're at Kapow KPP77. <laughs> you guys can change it. Okay. I don't I think we can. It. Oh, yeah, can. you can. You can. You can change you the think ad. I was born with DG Poobah. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed. <laughs> you had the desk plate. I just assumed it was. <laughs>
I, I feel this is the never-ending podcast. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll find you a new title. Okay. Don't that- go there. <laughs> to be continued? Jordan, you signed off yet? Yes, just end it. <laughs> He's hunkered. He's hungered in the bunker. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Poobalicious. Michael's chairs are rocking. That you got to delve into all of people's histories. Back online! Which is their physiology is very close to Kryptonium. Poobalicious. 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 Zology is very close to Kryptonian. Mon LP Tramp. Poobalicious. There's a lot of CW talk going over on the produce section at Kroger. <laughs> No, he said the DVR was sentient and told him he wasn't going to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to edit that out. <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> Moving show on. where you can punch Albert Einstein in the face. Hashtag hunkered in the bunker. I've been listening to World World Z. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Poobalicious.